WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. Here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And away we go, live on this Friday, November 10th. I almost forgot what date it is. It is indeed Kale and Company here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We are always streaming live on the free Odyssey app and, of course, Streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube as we head until 10 o'clock this morning. 855-839-1210, the phone number. Twitter and Instagram, the radio station at 1210WPHT. I am at Nick Kale, K-A-Y-A-L. Dawn Stenzlin with the news. Greg Stocker, the chairman of the board. We've got Anthony and Natasha here this morning. Loaded show. Kind of a fun bounce-around show this morning. All sorts of good stuff. Dawn, good morning. How are you? Good morning. It's Friday. Big, uh, big football weekend. Big, uh, obviously, Veterans Day tomorrow. Yeah, a lot of commemorations across our region. How's the academy looking this week? Are we going to win? Are we going to lose? We're going to win. We're positive. We we do not have a hope deficit. <laughs> <laughs> Gregory, uh, see, it's good. What is a hope deficit, by the way? I guess. I guess it's. Tracking your what is a hope deficit? I guess it's you know tracking how much hope you have or don't have. Oh, it's a hope meter. Uh, new, <laughs> new new police commissioner though by Thanksgiving, right? Is yeah, what she's announcing. Yeah, Cheryl Parker. Like, yeah. yeah, is who we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, maybe they can actually um, fill the void of all the openings they have for police officers in this city. <laughs> Alarming numbers. CBS Philadelphia says down a thousand officers from the last several years. She also said that I, and I'm not trying to steal the thunder for uh, Dawn's news no. in two minutes, but um, she also said that she wants to carry on. I think the word was the legacy of the Kenny administration. That oh. was the word. Oh. Was it legacy? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I was like, oh. Yeah. I was like, oh, come uh-huh. on. No, we're uh-huh. not starting off on the best foot. Uh-huh. Put your best foot forward. That's right. That was not it. Legacy. You get what you vote for, Philadelphia. Yeah. Elections have consequences. But I digress. we got a lot of good things to get to this morning, including a big take with Elon Musk and Bill Maher about the virus that is running amok. And no, it's not COVID. We also have the ratings in from the third Republican debate, and they were brutal. Oh, boy. <laughs> Tim Scott apparently has a lady friend. What? We, we will, yeah. We, yeah. We, we will analyze her dawn and break her down. Oh, no. Like, Remember they posed. Yeah. That's correct. Well, we have the tape now. We have the yes. We have the photos, so we're going to... She'll be in a box. <clears throat> we will put her up in a box. He might not. <laughs> we will also put Ivanka Trump in the box today. Oh, no. That is correct. Dawn. we got to do some analysis Dawn. here. Dawn. Dawn will play defense attorney. <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, And how about this? I never thought I would see this, but a BLM leader is endorsing Donald J. Trump. What? That's correct. That's not a a typo. That is not a fake Babylon Bee headline. BLM leader endorses Donald Trump. And also, it is Veterans Day tomorrow, and one gentleman's establishment is giving free lap dances for all current active duty military members... 
and our great veterans. Wow. Love it. That is awesome. That's how you give back. To I the knew I should have enlisted. <laughs> I'm such a coward. All right, we got a lot to get to. 6.05 Friday morning, round one of the news. And for that, we go to the great Dawn Stenzel. Yes, and good morning this Friday morning, November 10th. It's uh, chilly today, and it's not going to get much warmer. So we're in the low 50s. We'll get to the mid-50s. Full forecast coming to you in just a minute. Police say they believe that a group of suspects uh, who turned this wooded area right off uh, South Ro- South Road and Bartram Avenue into this chop shop. So it's a chop shop bust up that I'm beginning with this morning because we hear about all these carjacked vehicles, these stolen vehicles, and now Philadelphia police are detailing for us a very sophisticated operation. And they believe at least 15 vehicles, as well as many parts, were towed from the scene in southwest Philadelphia. This happened late last night. So it's right near the Philadelphia International Airport on PennDOT's property. So certainly something they say they're going to spend a lot of time figuring out, look for any kind of VIN numbers or ID numbers or anything, even for those stolen parts, just to piece everything together as far as how many stolen vehicles uh, they're they're dealing with here. But detectives said there were also a lot of uh, man-made exit points in in and out of this wooded area, and clearly they were creating emergency exits. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually the stolen parts, or before they become the parts that are broken down, they're ending up on government property with PennDOT? Is yeah, that what I gather? That's where, uh, in, in part. Oh, boy. So, um, you know, in the woods there, they, they were covered by a camouflage. You know, they used some kind of tarp and camouflage, mm-hmm. worked overnight, Worked, uh, you know, worked long hours overnight, went undetected for quite some time. And this was a pretty sophisticated operation because they've, some of these thefts might go back to 2020. So the question is, how long has this been here? Mm -hmm. How long, you know, how long has this been going on? Like the song says, but we've been talking a lot about car thefts, carjackings. And so this is a major bust for police. So hopefully we get some more details as they um, they just you know um, they just busted this up and started towing the vehicles that was last night. Okay, let's talk about the FBI now offering this is a follow up story a ten thousand dollar reward for information that leads to the arrest of a New Jersey man that we talked about yesterday in connection to what happened on January sixth on the U.S. Capitol. So now a ten thousand dollar reward. The FBI said that its SWAT teams are searching for the suspect. ID is Greg Yetman. And this is in Middlesex County. So Jamesburg Police Department, New Jersey State Police, Middlesex County Prosecutor's Office, others are involved in this huge search. They had issued a federal arrest warrant for him in D.C. Monday after he was charged with multiple offenses in connection to the January 6th attack. They have video of him or images of him apparently holding holding or going to hold a, a huge, a big canister of pepper spray. Mm-hmm. So he is accused of pepper spraying these Capitol Police officers. Uh, that's that's that story. Let's talk now about Mayor-elect Sherelle Parker. Yes, she had her big news conference yesterday, and she is, among her other big announcements, she is ending the HOPE deficit and creating 16 new subcommittees as well as some roundtable working groups that's one of the announcements. As Greg said earlier, she is promising 
to announce officially who the next uh, police commissioner is, and that's before Thanksgiving. And we've been talking about this. Thanksgiving is next week. TikTok, you yeah, know, next weekend. So uh, she she doesn't have much time for that one. But this was her first major event since, of course, her big victory in Tuesday's election. So Philadelphia Mayor Elect Sherelle Parker announcing the transition team, and we talked about this yesterday morning. Who will lead it? What's going on? It's going to be chaired by Ryan Boyer, who leads the Building Trades Union. Right now, one familiar face that I saw, who, who I, I'm so, pr- I'm actually so proud of him, is uh, Garrett Snyder, the grandson of the late great Ed, Ed Snyder. Oh, cool, very nice. And so mm. Garrett was just so proud of you, and yeah. I've known him since he was, uh, well, in his mommy's before he was born. <laughs> <I'll say. laughs> <They're>, um, <laughs> in mommy's womb. <laughs> there's like a forty person transition team or something. Wow. Yes. It's like it's huge. It's like a Wednesday on TikTok. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wednesday on TikTok. Stop. Uh so so there's there's just so much going on today and we'll talk about all of it moving forward. Getting to the NBC ten first alert forecast. By the way, they're unveiling some of the Christmas decorations Love Park and uh, it's all they're already bringing in the Talking about bringing in the Christmas trees yeah. in Philadelphia. It's Here just, we go. This is coming so quickly upon us, even before Thanksgiving. But the NBC 10 first alert forecast after yesterday's warm day, 52 degrees right now. We do have some showers possible around 10 o'clock-ish. And that, not heavy, nothing heavy, but we will have some showers for a couple of hours. Spotty showers in and out throughout the day today. So kind of a dreary day, kind of raw, kind of rainy yeah, the high today, we've already reached it. <laughs> so it's just kind of a gray, drizzly, kind of kind of spitting that rain, as, as they say. Not a great Friday for you, except for the fact that it's Friday. Tomorrow, 56 degrees, bright, sunny skies. So the weekend, at least, will be sunny and clear, mostly clear. And Saturday, definitely the better day with Saturday for all of our Veterans Day commemorations. It will be, like I say, 56, light wind, bright sunny skies, Sunday 49 degrees and partly sunny. And then moving forward next week, we're low to mid-50s and starting out the week sunny. This is Kellen Company News Live. What's the day they're actually, um, like, what What day is Veterans Day actually observed on? Is it today or is tomorrow. it? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. I think tomorrow. it's, yeah. Okay. Yep. okay. That'll be the day where the, uh, the Free Gentlemen's Club dances for those fine <laughs> Americans out there. And also the day tomorrow when uh, Penn State loses to Michigan again. Ah, that's not true. You can hear it all here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD starting at 11.30 tomorrow morning. All right, 6.12 Friday morning. Let's wrap up the week with one last big take. The Big Take on Kale & Company. Ah, uh, the big take, the woke mind virus. You know, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis may have ruined the word woke with his overuse of the phrase for all of us that want to talk about things that fall under that umbrella. But his views on the woke mind virus itself and how to combat it are absolutely spot on. This political correctness on steroids mindset has ruined many American institutions with an absurd mentality that has permeated throughout our society. And this is not a battle that conservatives are fighting alone. Your classic liberals, such as Bill Maher, or even climate activists, such as Elon Musk, always rail against this on almost a weekly basis. In fact, pretty much all of America, short of the progressives, absolutely despise this school of thought. Because it's not based in reality, logic, or the way humans interact and really live their lives on a daily basis. It has ruined social media at times, school districts, colleges and universities, free speech, the military, the government, Hollywood, and even sports. 
it's so delusional in nature that you have people of the LGBTQ community defending Hamas in the streets and on social media. And last week, when Elon Musk was on the Joe Rogan podcast, Elon talked about the woke mind virus and told Rogan that it's on full display in San Francisco, which is where Twitter is located. Musk said, quote, the outcome of the woke mind virus is very clear if you walk around the streets of downtown San Francisco. Musk blamed the far left for the spreading of the virus, but he still believes that we can right the ship. He did an interview again this week, and here is Elon Musk talking about the woke mind virus this week, and he says it is communism rebranded. Listen and watch. Over the past year or so, since since purchasing X, you've become more political. Is there a part of you that regrets that? Have I? In this battle to um, sort of counterweigh the, the woke that comes from yeah, I guess if you, if you consider fighting the, the woke mind virus, which I consider to be a civilizational threat, to be political, then yes. So basically, going into the the battle, the battleground of politics, is there part of you that regrets yes, that? Yes, I don't know if this is necessarily sort of one candidate or another candidate, but it's um, I'm generally against things that are anti meritocratic uh, or where there's an attempt to suppress discussion, um, where e- even discussing a topic is, uh, you know, not allowed. Um, the work by virus is communism rebranded. This school of thought from the radical left is being taught at the earliest levels of schooling, but it gets really dangerous at the college and university ranks. Republican Wesley Hunt of Texas saying the following on Twitter and X, quote, the best way to end anti-Semitism at our universities and in Congress is by purging the woke mind virus, which has corrupted our culture. Our children are being taught to hate Jews, to hate America, and to sympathize with terrorists, because some of their professors, favored influencers, and a few members of Congress have convinced them that the acts of terror are really acts of resistance. The left's moral compass is broken, and for the record, if you are a college professor or a member of Congress who struggles with condemning the actions of terrorists like Hamas, then you should resign. That was Wesley Hunt from Texas. Absolutely well said. And while Ron DeSantis has failed as a presidential candidate, he has excelled as a governor. In my opinion, the best governor in the United States of America, regardless of party. And that's why Florida is doing so well. And they're doing so well in their schools as they eliminate the absurd line of thinking. Florida comes in number one in the latest rankings in educational freedom for combating wokeness and supporting parental rights. The Heritage Foundation released a report card Tuesday evening that ranked Florida as the top state for education freedom. Pennsylvania came in at number 30. Quote, the renaissance of school choice is the silver lining of the left's disastrous mismanagement of American schools. The great awakening and the theatrical school closures during the COVID-19 pandemic only compounded the existing dysfunction of the system. That is a quote from Heritage Foundation President Dr. Kevin Roberts. Quote, with more states embracing education freedom, we are inching closer to a system where parents have the autonomy they deserve, breaking away from the monopoly enjoyed by the educational establishment, he added. Now, states were measured based on four categories, education choice, teacher freedom, transparency, and return on investment. Quote, in this 2023 edition of the Education Freedom Report Card, Florida remains the top-ranked state across the board. 
Florida lawmakers have once again expanded education freedom and promoted parental rights while creating a laudable return on investment for taxpayers. That was from the Heritage Foundation. But don't take it from Ron DeSantis. Don't take it from Wesley Hunt, Elon Musk, or yours truly. Let's hear from someone on the left, Bill Maher, who is a classic liberal who had this exchange with Neil deGrasse Tyson on HBO about combating wokeness. Listen and watch. What I meant was... Am I not they, woke they would, enough for you? Jokes that would work on a college campus, okay? Surely I, I, there's a portfolio of jokes that would still if, work on a college campus. Surely. I would hope not. From what... Maybe, maybe some college campuses, you, the ones you read about are f- insane. You've given up and on an entire t- generation and you don't given, know how to make them laugh. I have given up on any place that doesn't even remotely attempt to believe in free speech and thinks that anything that, that they hear that they don't like, that they don't agree with, is violence. These people are f- nuts and you should be calling them out. Somebody like you, who has standing with kids, should be not I joining do when, them. When you're taking, you're, doing what, to it. you're yes. doing what parents do. You're What's taking that? the path of least resistance I, and therefore hurting the kids and yourself. Parents ruin both their lives. They ruin their spoiled kids' lives and they ruin yeah. their own lives because the kids rule the roost. So that's what you're doing on a national level. I, I'm feeling more like on the porch. Get off my lawn. Really? I feel like we're in the barbershop. (laughs) That works, too. Bill Maher absolutely going off on what goes on in these schools with today's generation. And don't let the woke fool you. They're a very distinct minority who are very loud, threaten and bully those into their school of thought, and then play the victim card before and after. But much like every other thing in life, you have to hope and assume it's like a pendulum. It has swung way too far to the left in the last decade, and it will eventually swing its way back to the right and probably land in the center. Or so I hope, and so should you. And that's The Big Take. The Big Take on Kale & Company. All right, Big Take this morning. If you want to jump in, thoughts and reactions, you can certainly do so. 855-839-1210 on social media at 1210WPHD. And, of course, be a part of the Kale & Company comment community on YouTube. Just go to YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHD. Hit the like and subscribe button. We'll come back and get some thoughts on that from this morning, as well as what's going on with our educational system. I've got some of the rankings here where these other states fit in behind Florida. And also, the value of a college degree is absolutely diminishing before our very eyes. We'll give you the details and what the businesses are looking for from these young kids that graduate. We'll do that on the other side. It's Kale and Company. Friday morning, Nick Dahlman, Greg, here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. It's Kale and Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the free Odyssey app. Happy Friday to everybody. Kale and Company here on this November the 10th. Nick Dawn and Greg, Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube. Coming up in just about 20 minutes, we will tell you how bad the ratings were for the third Republican primary. And it continues to go down each and every time as the candidate list goes down each and every time from 8 to 7 to 5. And we'll see just how bad the fourth one is uh, in a matter of weeks. Also, Tim Scott's got a girlfriend and uh, Ivanka Trump's getting some work done. We'll play a little uh, armchair oh, quarterback. Yeah, we're going to have to judge a lot of women today, Don. This could be a very uncomfortable half hour for you coming up. Okay, well, I don't mean to burst your bubble, but I could <laughs> tell I, I knew, but I wasn't going to say anything because, you know what I mean? 
She yeah. looks gorgeous. Yeah, she's. I'm not saying she's not. She's not attractive at all. No. Can I tell you something? Yes, you can. It's like your vehicle. Yes. Right or your house. Mm-hmm. If your roof had some shingles missing right. in the roof, which I've been there, right? Yep. You're going to fix them. But the- if your beautiful uh, Piazza Honda Ridgeline mm-hmm. got a dent, yeah. You'd take it to the body shop. Damn straight. You wouldn't drive around with a dent. You're correct. So basically, that's what women do. Yes. We, we maintain. It's like 50,000 mile maintenance, 60,000 mile maintenance. As a man, I've, I'm guilty of it as well. I've <laughs> by the way, maintain. By the way, this isn't Nick Kale saying this. This is the Daily Mail, your favorite publication. <laughs> that, that's correct. So <laughs> that is we're correct. Just, we're just, don't shoot the messengers. We're just, just relaying an, the message. Analyzing what a yeah. publication right. said. I am tabloid paid, rag, but whatever. Paid to pontificate on the subjects that really matter for the day, as Ivanka <laughs> was in court yesterday. But I do think this was fascinating. So the big take this morning on this woke mind virus, the way Elon Musk puts it and the way Bill Maher puts it, and if you picked up on what they were both kind of honing in on, is essentially this, this wokeness infringes upon your free speech. We will do something on Monday after uh, last night Tucker Carlson episode 38 dropped on Twitter, and it was all about the First Amendment and free speech. It was It's fascinating. We'll talk about that uh, on Monday, but Elon Musk, Bill Maher, also talking about free speech, and it got me to heritage.org, and I wish with us being on YouTube and me having my laptop here, because it's it's a digital breakdown with like a um, um, an interactive map of the United States where you can put your cursor over each state. It's all color coded and it tells you which state is the most free with education. And then you can click on each state. I wish this was like a Zoom where I, I could share my screen. But I, I just wanted to point this out because I mentioned Florida at number one and Pennsylvania at 30. So when they talk about educational freedom in this country, they ranked all 50 states. And Florida was number one. A lot of the red states down south were in the top ten. Florida was one. Texas was eight. Uh, You go out to the west coast. California was in the middle of the pack at 26. Pennsylvania is number 30. New Jersey is 42. And New York is 48th. I mean, they're almost in dead last. But you click on Pennsylvania, and as I told you, it gives you four different categories. Your educational choice rank your transparency rank, which I would think is you know, guidance counselors and teachers telling parents of what's going on with their child, a children if they're changing their pronouns or gender identity and not trying to hide it from the parents. Teacher freedom rank was number three, and the return on your investment rank, whether you're paying public tax dollars or privately funding their education, that was the fourth. And Pennsylvania overall is 30th. They are 21st in education choice rank, 24th in transparency rank, 34th in teacher freedom rank, and 42nd on return on investment rank. And it just got me thinking back to Central Bucks School District, all these school board elections, and parents wanting you know more parental rights, Freedom of Information Act, school voucher programs like that. We're not nearly as bad as California. We're not nearly as good as Florida, but it looks like there's still a lot of work that needs to be done in this state when it comes to if you want your children to have the education as you know somebody that listens to this show that's a conservative, that wants all the nonsense out of the schools and just sticking to math, reading, history, English language arts, science, things like that, it, there's still a long way to go. So I think these battles are still incredibly important and if you want to be really, really good and be in the top 10, 
I would think that you, this is still years away from happening. I know, Don, you talk a lot about it. You know, Meg Brock talks a lot about it. You know, what's going on? What's permeating through these schools with these agendas? And then also the lack of transparency. It just seems to me like one of these things, like I actually thought Pennsylvania would be worse. Um, I'm, I'm surprised California is better than us. So that's that should be the goal. Like you got to do better than California because a lot of this insanity usually starts out in the, the the Pacific Northwest or on the West Coast and works its way to the big cities on the East Coast. Yeah, and and to your point, already the Democrats, for example, who who swept in Bucks County, where they had just uh, Republicans just didn't show up for the vote and didn't come out, and already the one of the lead Democrats who won said uh we're going to reverse everything where we are for the pride flags and pride flags in the classroom and no more banned books you know i say in air quotes and you know lgbtq plus and bathroom usage and everything else is back on the table and mm-hmm. uh so the the pro- part of the problem is that you know you look at the headlines look at this morning in our area the, the local papers the, the the broadcast stations they're all saying oh the republican board members and this really is across the country too mm-hmm. oh the republican board members uh they, they you know they were riling things up and it was all about book bans no the media created the narrative i know now they're reporting on the on blaming the narrative that they created mm-hmm. that ousted the the republicans it, it's always you know <laughs> when you talk about being riled up and, and getting uh you know all crazy the left is always crazy, but it's justified by the media. And then the right simply brings up these issues and presents them or goes to a school board meeting. But then the media portrays it to be some hostile takeover. Yeah. It's so many times that we've seen where, like, yeah, conservatives are mad about this, but it, it's not overly, you know, in your face. It's not um, invading people's safe space. It's not a threatening act of violence, so to speak. And then the media puts a, such a slant on it, and they take it from from a toxicity level. If it's a two out of ten, as soon as the media throws some some you know, fairy dust over it, it's an eight out of ten. And then it's all of a sudden, oh, these these people are such threats to the the future of America. And it's like, no, we don't want porn in libraries. We don't want boys in girls' bathrooms. <laughs> it's like, you know, once you actually take the time to figure out what the message is about and what like bullet points we're trying to hammer home, you realize it's just really common sense right it is but the 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 problem is that i think i I, for whatever reason we still haven't figured it out people were not energized about this Mm -hmm. and so across our region we're seeing this at the at the hyper local level and and now they think that it'll be less divisive that's not the case see a lot of people i think are just not paying attention and then all of a sudden when their 12-year-old comes home and says their 12-year-old daughter comes home or their yeah. 9-year-old daughter, like you're twins, and uh, says, Mommy, Daddy, you know, there was a, a boy in the bathroom today, mm-hmm. and they feel awkward about it, that's yep. when all of this begins. Yeah, it, it almost, you don't realize it's going on until it shows up on your front porch. Mm-hmm. It's a lot like the left and the Dems that said, oh, there's no border problem. We don't have a we don't have an immigration problem at the southern border, and then all of a sudden the illegal migrants get shipped up to Martha's Vineyard, and they're like, "Whoa, we, you 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 can't drop these people off here, New York City." Oh, we don't have a problem. Oh, we're full. Sorry, Biden, yeah. help us out. You know, it's never an issue until it actually lands uh, right on your piece of property, and then you start to realize that it's true. true. And I think the biggest biggest issue that, and maybe this is the mistake 
because the headlines were all about LGBTQ+. Plus. Yep. But the honest-to-God's truth is, you look at all the collar counties, mm-hmm. the Republicans wanted fiscal responsibility. Yep. And we're talking about the spending. The, just wait till these folks, their taxes start going up. That's correct. Uh, for what it's worth, Pennsylvania, from year over year, 2022 to 2023, up seven spots overall. So we were 37th a year ago, now 30th. Up eight spots in education choice, so that's good. Transparency up seven, that's good. But down a, down one spot in teacher freedom and down four spots in return on investment. And that gets me to, uh, speaking of return on investment, we've talked about this a lot on this show, the value of college versus you know going to a trade school or going into the workforce. Uh, this is a very interesting study that came out. Um, Outkick posted it, but it's from uh, redballoon.work and Public Square, which is a surveying company. And uh, this is really, I think, going to hammer home what we have been talking about on this show. Uh, they say that student loan debt in the United States today totals more than $1.77 trillion. And a joint venture between redballoon.work and Public Square surveyed more than 70,000 small businesses about the future of economics for its annual Freedom Economy Index, and they wanted to look at the most consequential trends, and one of those was a change in how businesses view college-educated students. Specifically, 89% of respondents say college campuses no longer foster the debate and critical thinking needed to solve problems. That's almost 9 out of 10 people responding. More than 83% of the businesses indicated they are less likely to see no difference in hiring candidates for jobs with four-year degrees from major universities. 69% of respondents agreed that graduating college students don't enter the workforce with the relevant skills that business and society require. And lastly, 86% of businesses said they prefer a job candidate with four years of experience in the field over someone with four years of college and a bachelor's degree. I mean, it is becoming crystal clear these days that if you are going to go to college, uh, number one, I think, if you don't know what you want to do, community college the first two years, figure it out, save the money, and then transfer. But nowadays, I mean, I, I don't know, short of some of the truly specific uh, professions that you need a certain background in, like you know, being a teacher, being a doctor, being a lawyer. But you know, you look at some of these degrees today, and this is not to knock anybody that has a degree in any of these fields. But do you really need to go to college for four years and spend seventy five thousand dollars in debt to get a marketing degree? I mean, really? No. I mean, you're going to end up selling advertising in some regards. Do you need a marketing degree? Nope. You're either a good, convincing salesperson, and you know your product you're selling, and you have people skills, or you don't. Right? Like, there's no way I would imagine anybody going to college for four years for a marketing degree to get out and work and sell commercials for Odyssey. I don't, just my opinion, I don't think you need four years to do that. I would make the case that unless you're really going to college for a very specific thing, yeah. you know, doctor, lawyer, something that, you know, really can benefit you the four years, six years, whatever it is for college. I'm fine with that. But if you're just there aimlessly saying, oh, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that or I'm going to work work on on like it's get out and get experience. It's, it's far more it's far more valuable to people than college. And, you know, you can make, you know, make some money while 
while you're doing it, while you're learning, mm-hmm. rather than putting yourself in debt. It's just there's so much, you know, we just don't put a value anymore on experience. Everybody is just like, well, I have a degree in this. It's like, okay, great. And I also work at Starbucks. Yeah. So what experience do you have to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, make these widgets or whatever it is you're doing? Right. Why can't you do all the above? I mean, I have, you know, Michael's at Penn State Abington. Mm-hmm. He's a full-time student. He has a lifeguarding job. And he also has a, another job working under the uh, Abington Police for PAL, which he, he's been a volunteer and now is getting a job, you know, for, you know what I mean? But he, he works. But what's he studying? He well, he's uh, you know he's he's just starting out, so it's undecided. It's it's, uh, it's criminology. Okay, study of crime. Um, so I, that, was, I was a criminal justice major. Well, crim- their criminology degree uh, at at you know Penn oh, State yeah. is pretty good. Yeah, and there's definitely a difference between criminology and criminal justice for sure. Um, but I mean, this is not to kiss your butt on the radio. Raised by good parents, motivation. So yeah, he can do the four year school. He can take on this job, do that job. You know, but for the average Gen Zer out there that you know just wastes their day away on TikTok and then cries at Starbucks because they're working an eight-hour shift and is working or you know or going to college at you know Bucks County Community College, I think those are the people that we're, we're probably really talking about. Like, you're but, probably wasting your time if you're not doing that. But again, he has a specific thing he's going for. So, oh, like, that's, okay, so I'm I'm fine with that. If- I'm not saying only doctor. Only people who should be doctors and lawyers should be going to college. I'm not saying that at all. Yeah. I'm saying if you have a specific um, uh, interest and a specific mm-hmm. reason, uh, in, uh, major, yeah. that's going to help you in law, sure, absolutely go. Well, there used to be a time in this industry where you either needed a radio slash TV degree, uh, Temple's got a good program, mm-hmm. or you needed a communications degree, yeah. uh, or a broadcast journalism degree, or just, or just a journalism degree. Don, you obviously needed that to do TV, but honest to God, like I don't have a journalism degree. I don't have a radio, TV, communication, broadcast degree. It was just you know learning on the fly and you know trying to get mentored by people after I graduated college and didn't get into law school. And I'm like, you know what? I'd rather talk sports on the radio for a living. And most people were like, well, you don't have the degree, but you can you can get there. Like you either can you either can get on this little device in front of my mouth and do the thing. Or you can't do it, right? Like, yeah, to, a couple of things. For to to your point, I really because I was the first woman in my direct family who graduated college, right? And I was agri- I, to be honest, because we didn't. Have, my parents didn't have any money. My, you know what I mean? Yeah, so same here. That's why I had to work full time and take out every loan I could. So it was kind of aggravating to the point of the relevant conversation you're having right now that I thought, oh, I have to get this four year degree. So that I somehow have the piece of paper like the like the scarecrow in the Wizard of Oz. Oh, Oz gave me a brain. I right. because I had my first. You know, I was already doing radio and te- and and a little like cable access station. I loved it. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. So to Greg's point, I think it is frustrating that you feel like, oh, I have to have this for people to respect me. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I will say one thing. I'll point out when you talked about work experience. I was blessed enough to have a bunch of internships and professional experience early on as a teenager. Nowadays, after the Supreme Court ruling that happened, and I forget when it happened, 10, 15 15 years ago, that said all interns have to be paid. Yeah. That, I know that's a good thing, but on the other hand, it had a chilling effect. I agree with you. I agree with you because that's how I, I mean, 
honestly, I went to college just to get the internship to mm-hmm. to go to work at a radio station. Yeah, that's that's really the only reason I went to college. Well, we we had college interns at the old sports station I was at ten years ago, and they were they were unpaid, and eventually it ended. But it was some of the best learning you can get because you're legitimately basically an associate producer on a live radio yeah. show, and you're getting thrown right into the fire. That must have been right when the it ended because of the ruling. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I want to say 2013, 2014, because all of a sudden I got <laughs> one, one day where I'm like, I've, I only had one producer doing the night show, and I was like, where, where are the interns at? And they were like, oh, that's over, bro. I'm yeah. like, oh. Yeah. And the, and <laughs> the other. More on you then. And the other thing, and Pat Croce um, locally has talked about this and written about this. The other piece of it is, <clears throat> let's say you're a student in a community college, you don't have great grades because you're not book smart mm-hmm. necessarily, but you're a performer. And that's Pat Croce. He, ta- he talks about it. He's so inspirational. But he says, look, if, if that had happened to me going through, I never would have had any work experience. Yep. Very interesting. Let's change all this. Yeah. Chris Forsyth on the YouTube chat says, I don't think they have a drunk YouTube guy degree, but I could teach that class. I, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, he could charge the maximum for sure. <laughs> Eight five five. Carissa, Carissa yeah. wants to know if it if that applies to just broadcasting interns or all interns, I think it's all, all in, yeah. yeah, all interns. No yeah, un- they, unpaid labor. They mm-hmm. decided that uh, you know it was too cruel what we were doing to them yeah. by them getting you know life and work <laughs> experience. Mm-hmm. So Crazy. they're like, well, we need to be paid. Yep. It's like, well, okay, I mean, and then it ended. And then it ended. And then it ended. Like, you're not an indentured servant. I know. And you're not here for life. I know. You you get some experience. Like one semester, maybe two. You meet some people. Yeah. And you say, hey, my, uh, you know, can you hire me at the end of my, yeah. at the end of my it's semester? Network, it's networking. It's making yes. contacts. Oh, yeah. You get, because you're in the, you're in that. For me, it was uh, KSTP in Minneapolis. That's why they nicknamed me the little Mary Tyler Moore. Because here I was this little teenage, you know, 19-year-old. <laughs> You know, in college yep. and then and in an actual newsroom. And I was so excited and I was, you know, field producing for the anchors and mm-hmm. doing everything. And it was so exhilarating. But you're in there rubbing shoulders with professionals at the top level. Yeah. And so they love you. They're going to give you references. Yep. And, you know, it's it's an awesome experience. You can't put a price tag on yeah, that. Yeah, you really well can't. Well said. Yeah. Well said. Yep. It's just, it's, it's... Uh, I get it, you know, there there were places, I'm sure, that abused interns. Yeah. I get it, you know what I mean? But, like, it just seems like we took a really, really good thing, mm-hmm. a really positive thing, a really thing that could help people, yep. and we turned it into something bad, yep. and then they're like, well, no more for you! Yep. You get nothing! <laughs> and Sorry! And it's just, it's, it's a shame that it went like that, because yep. I got so much good experience being an intern. I agree. I, I literally started as an intern... And worked my way up to program director. I mean, yeah. like, it's like a, I have a storied radio career, and I owe it all to, you know, that internship that I got in 2000 and whatever it was, two. Yeah, there you go. 855-839-1210. The number will come back, put a bow on the final hour. Third GOP debate ratings are in. How did they do on NBC? Eh, not so well. We'll give you the details. And also, Tim Scott, he has revealed his mystery girlfriend at the third Republican debate. What do we make of this story? We're back after this. It's Kale and Company. Stay right there. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Oh, I'm just picturing this, sipping that limoncello from my hotel balcony. Won't you join me? We'll savor the sunset beyond the Isle of Capri. Dreaming of this, the Amalfi Coast, Positano, Sorrento, and yes, Capri. Join me next spring as we discover... The beautiful sights in southern Italy 
with my friends from Conservative Tours, the Abbey of Monte Cassino, Pompeii. Of course, we'll have enough time to see all the great sites, the ancient sites in Rome as well, all while enjoying a gastronomical event for 12 days of touring. Olive oil production, a mozzarella farm, oh, the wineries, tasting sessions galore. Hey, the group dining events they're known for are legendary. Just ask my friends Dom and Ro Giordano. 5267, yeah, 5267, including your nonstop airfare while supplies last. You can go to conservativetours.com, scroll down, see my picture. Yes, my husband Larry Menti, my sons, Michael and David, the teen boys are going. Trip of a lifetime for us and hopefully for you too. If you have questions, you can call toll-free 888-733-9494. And by the way, we'll find out together why so many Italians take their vacations in Puglia. Because it's Italy's best-kept secret. This is where the locals go. Charming villages, unspoiled, picturesque, authentically Italian. Conservativetours.com. Come on, let's do this. Tell them Dawn sent you. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube, as you will certainly want to be on YouTube uh, throughout the show today. A couple of visuals to explore. Uh, But there's really nothing left to explore when it comes to these Republican primary debates. Um, You know, we were interested in the first one, and then the second one took a dip, and the one we watched just two nights ago, took a big nosedive. So the ratings are in, uh, and it's a trend. Um, I think Americans have seen enough. They've heard enough. They've made their choice. The polls are matching the ratings. Uh, It's undeniable. It's Trump's party. He will be the nominee from the Republican side of things. And uh, if they do have a fourth televised debate, which they will, I expect it to be even lower than this one. So how bad was it? Well, it was the worst one to date. Uh, I'll go from top to bottom. So we had the debate in late August that was on Fox News. That got 12.8 million total viewers and 2.8 million viewers in the, I always love this, the coveted key demographic yeah. of 25 to 54. It's not really coveted anymore. Oh, it's guy. not? No. <laughs> That's what they love to say. Well, here's the here's the one um, interesting fact about that. There, there's an article in the Wall Street Journal about a month ago about it, about how, you know who has the most disposable income these days? Older people. The thirty-five to sixty-four crowd. No, the like the like fifty-four plus crowd. Uh, the fifty-four are, to the Diane Feinstein are guy. are the ones with the most disposable income. Like twenty-five-year-olds don't have any disposable income. Yeah. None. Some would say some thirty-nine-year-olds don't either. <laughs> <laughs> so what what used to be true as the coveted twenty-five to fifty-four demo? Yeah, I'm seeing a lot more. Um, I'm seeing a lot more ad agencies getting yep. away from that. Sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, so 12.8 million total viewers in August, 2.8 million in the 25 to 54 demo. Then we come back a month later in September from 12.8 million to 9.3 million and from 2.8 million to 1.8 million. And then Wednesday night, 6.86 million wow. total viewers. Oh, man. And just barely over a million viewers in the 25 to 54 and, slot. And that was on... Ne- like network TV, channel ne- ten, network TV, wow. channel ten. For what that's worth anymore? Yes. I mean that you know that is wow. I mean you're going from twelve million to nine million to six million. Um, I, 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 we, Don, you mentioned this. The fourth one is coming up. I think, I think you threw out either dates or locations or networks or it's in Alabama. Oh, that's right. I said this yesterday. It was you. It's mm-hmm. December sixth. Megan Kelly, News Nation. Um, oh my God! They're the ones that are going to be hosting this at now, uh, the University of Alabama. Now, now think about this: if if you are a 
Republican, you never put on News Nation, right? Like, you don't watch CNN and MSNBC, much less News Nation. News Nation is the lowest rated of the three. I got to be honest, it's got, it's like March Madness. Like, I, where's True TV? How do I find True TV, <laughs> that channel? There's going to be people, the few people that want to watch this coming up are going to have no idea where News Nation is on their cable or satellite or well, streaming provider. They're teaming with the CW. <laughs> So. so they won't be able to find that channel either. <laughs> CW. Yeah. I haven't watched the CW since I was in high school when they had seven, seven, uh, what was that show? Seventh Heaven. Seven, yeah, I almost said 7-Eleven. Seventh <laughs> Heaven on that channel. You watch Seventh Heaven? Well, I did with my girlfriend. I was like kind of a guy and girl thing. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Too much, too much transparency. I get Take it. Take away your man card. It was gone a long time ago, brother. <laughs> so think about He's that. surrounded by girls. I His am. Wife and I two, am. Two girls. Raised by my mom more than my dad. Then I have a girlfriend when I'm uh, 12 until I'm 40, and I got twin girls. I think the uh, I think the father on that show, Seventh Heaven, was kind of a creep. Yeah, he was a pedophile, I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah, a little creepy guy. In real life? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, Jessica Biel ended up uh, marrying Timberlake. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. I guess we, since I don't have all the facts in front of me, I guess we should say allegedly, but... No, he was, Alleg- he was, yeah, he was into right. some weird... Yeah, it's, it's kind of out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, okay. Um, but, you know, News... <laughs> that went to a dark place. It Sorry. did. It did. Uh, yeah. So, News Nation and the CW, I mean, do, and then so we've also seen the dwindling of candidates. We had eight guys on, uh, eight guys and females on the stage in the first debate, seven in the second one, five now. I mean, you know, I guess we'll talk about it because it's our job, but if you thought that was painful, and by the way, maybe the biggest winner of all, short of whether you think it was Vivek or Nikki, um... I saw a lot of people that are definitely conservatives that were giving a, a fair evaluation of Lester Holt and Kristen Welker. Yes. Like, a lot of people said it was fair. They didn't try to uh, steamroll anybody. They weren't overly aggressive in the fact-checking, so to speak. Um, and, and I thought, you know, by and large, that was pretty accurate, other than the fact that Vivek went after Welker. I, I will say this, though. It was, what did they leave out? Did they ask a lot about the economy did they ask about education? Did That's they true. ask about the southern border? Right. So it's biased by omission. True. It was a lot of foreign policy stuff. Yeah, like war and, stuff. And yeah. I, I will say to you know Hugh Hewitt, I enjoyed some of his. You know, he he was going for a, a certain you know very specific piece of information. Mm-hmm. Although as a wonky kind of person, I enjoyed that all that stuff about the submarines and you know yeah. this and that. The truth is. What are the kitchen table issues? Did they ask the, about those? Right. No, they didn't. They never asked about crime. They never asked about the southern border. They never asked about anything. Did they? Did they say how they fixed the economy? Really, I, or ask that? I mean, no. they I mean, didn't the, get to that the candidates pretty much had to well, rattle that off on their mm-hmm, own. Yeah. So. Well, Vivek did talk about. Yeah, they did talk about. Uh, but did they ask about it? Remember, that's what he talked about the zero line item mission or the zero zero budget With the budgeting zero budget. Yeah. So they did ask about it. Yeah. I just, you know, I by and large now I've seen three. I don't need to see anymore. I know everything about every candidate that you need to know. I feel like pretty much every topic, unless there's a new developing story, like obviously, you know, the Israel-Hamas conflict, October 7th is when it begins. So August and September's debate did not include that. This one obviously should have based on, you know, the chronological order of current events. But I got to tell you, that that fourth one will be absolutely painful. I'd be willing to bet that that doesn't even get... I mean, News Nation, I can't imagine any of their shows, any of their time slots garner more than four or five hundred thousand viewers. 
So what are they going to get for a primary that nobody can find? Four, hundred, four or five hundred thousand. Like that's being very generous. Is dude. that being generous? Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I'm guessing. I'm guessing News Nation and their on their primetime shows might get might get a hundred thousand. Maybe. Oh my god. Maybe. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. I'm going to send you something if you want to play it on your cut sheet. Where Lester Holt talked about um, pipe turning on pipelines and Senator Tim Scott schools him on it. Okay. I don't know that they asked a lot of great questions, prodding questions about the economy. So you wanted more of a deeper dive into certain things? I think most people do. Yeah. Uh, I'll just, I'll send it to you. I'll send right. you some stuff and we can. All right. We'll also get to uh, Tim Scott's girlfriend. And, uh, <laughs> speaking of Tim Scott. Like Tim Scott, the biggest takeaway from, from, from Wednesday night for Tim Scott was that he's actually dating somebody. So I think it's time for Tim Scott to just maybe check out officially. But. Allegedly, reportedly dating somebody. Yeah, yeah. Some some fifty eight year old. I've I've been told that she's a uh, lovely Christian gal. Is the quote I'm looking at right here in the New York? Oh, that's Post. very nice of him. Very nice of her. Him. Yes, nice of fifty eight to finally have a female companion in your life. All right, so we'll get to that on the other side and uh, a lot more, including are Republicans tired of all the losing? It's an article in the Wall Street Journal. It's a simple question. I think it's a simple answer, but the nuance and the detail into it is pretty fascinating. We'll get to that as we continue. Hour two is next. Nick Don and Greg here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings 6 till 10 on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the free Odyssey app.